Welcome to episode 117 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about an adorable March Madness-themed competition, and I talk about a first-time father at the age of 90. We learn about two new feathered favorites this week, and about one of the biggest animals we've ever discussed for our Animal of the Week. So let's dive into episode 117 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Welcome to episode 117 of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super fun animals. But before we get into that, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? So, I am doing more programs now. Yay. I'm going to schools and stuff. And I have to go way far this upcoming Friday. Where's way far? El Cajon. Ooh. Yeah. It's way an after far school. south. Yeah. It's a. So it's like, and it's also an after school program. So it's like 2.45. Oh, annoying. Okay. But I was like, um, talking to my coworkers and I was like, I'll, I'll check it now. Cause it's about the time. Like I would be heading down there. I think yeah. I see what the computer is like. I was like, Oh wait, no, it's Sunday. So that won't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's not gonna be the same. I was like, you could just use Waze app. And I was like, what's that? It's like, you can put in like the day you want to go mm-hmm. what time you want to arrive and it'll like tell you and it's pretty good with like traffic and oh, monitoring like police and stuff like that mm-hmm. to tell you what time you should leave when that day comes um in order to get to your uh, destination on time oh, that's cool so yeah i also use that for work and it's like pretty decent but it has a kryptonite oh what's that temecula <sighs> Smackles everything's kryptonite. It's horrible, man. Dude, the traffic is insane. Also, did you see there was a video of some douchebag who's like up in a twelve-year-old's face? It was on. So I follow one of the guys who like constantly sees like people being either racist or just going off being assholes some way, right? Mm. So anyway, um, <laughs> and he did like this is from Temecula, and I'm like, of course it's from Te- Temecula. <laughs> I don't know how Temecula is not on this site more. It's a freaking trash zone. Anyway, and then like another guy steps in, and he's like, that's a child, <laughs> and like one of the other like you know Trumpster guys comes over, and he's not like trying to start. He's trying to keep them separated and stuff. But then like more Trumpster guys come over. It's about to be this fight. I'm like, you're literally like towering over a 12 year old oh yelling God. at her. Anyway, it's fucking Temecula. It's just terrible in many ways. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so anyway, now I have like, and you can like plan out your trips and have reminders and stuff when mm-hmm. you need to go. So I will probably be using that a lot. You'll have to report back on how it worked for you. <laughs> yeah, because so far I've been lucky. Most of my stuff has been in Carlsbad, which is like a 30 minute drive. So Okay. Yeah, Temecula, it just always seems like it's going to be horrors. Horrible yeah. traffic in Temecula. Yep. Even if it's the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Or early in the morning. Just anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime Temecula sucks, <laughs> traffic-wise. Yes. But on another note, mm-hmm. I watched the new Scream movie. How was with, it? I loved it. Okay. I really... Also, well, so um, we went to it, the one movie theater in Temecula. Because yeah. um, there was this, it's a, used to be in a, like, we called it the cheap theater. Um, Temecu is the name of the theater. Because, mm-hmm. like, they showed the older, uh, it was like a secondhand um, movie theater. So, like, after things have been out right, for a while. Right, they've been out for a while and they go out and they're cheaper, yeah. Yeah, and they were cheaper. So now they're, um, 
they've hyped things up, uh, so to speak, and now they're showing the newer movies, and they have reclining seats. Nice. But unlike AMC, their seats are not heated, and <laughs> they're not as comfortable, in my opinion. I don't expect them to be heated. That's kind of weird. Okay. AMC seats are heated. That's kind of weird. I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I don't go to Regal. There are several reasons I don't go to Regal. <laughs> okay. But anyway... So we went, and it was funny because, like, we had questions because, like, they gave us a little poster, a screen poster when we oh, went there. Okay. And I was like, is this just something that, like, because it's owned by TriStone, it's like, is this just something TriStone's doing with their theaters? Or is this something that Scream's doing? It's like, I don't have an answer still. But, yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> okay. the movie. Um, I would say, like, compared, especially, like, the original Scream movies, I feel like the killings are much more intentionally being brutal. <laughs> Really, it doesn't make yeah. sense, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen... I think the last one was out of three or four that I saw. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, man. Yeah. But it's also not the same without Sydney Prescott. Still good, but... When did know. she leave? Was she in the last one? Yeah, she was in the last one, but okay. she wasn't in this one because um, she wasn't getting paid enough. Yeah, good reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good and reason. Like, it was like short and sweet how they address it. It's like she deserves her happy end is basically what they say in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, she gets to go. And that's why she's not getting involved, even though she travel. She was living in another state, came back, <laughs> even though she has kids. <laughs> it's like it's a little crazy. I feel like it's kind of hard for those to keep people involved. Yeah. Anyway, but I should see the newer ones because mm-hmm. I think those are some of the best horror movies out there. Yeah, screen movies are really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Well, speaking of movies. I watched Puss in Boots because it's time. on Peacock. About time. It's been like two weeks. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on Peacock. And uh, I'm not sure why everyone was saying that the wolf is sexy. I mean, he's kind of cool. <laughs> you but can like, get it. Yeah, right. That's what you said. <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of weird a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, but it's it's cute. I just love the an- I haven't seen all the other ones, but I just love the animations. There's little paws. Mm-hmm. Not the wolf. Puss. And all of them. It's just, they're just so cute. And then... I don't know. It's just it was, it was cute. It was cute. That's basically it. <laughs> I didn't have too much else to think of. Did Goldie and the Bears give you the feels? No, not really. <gasps> really? No, they were. I mean, they were fine, but okay. like, they were just. I felt bad for the bears. Yeah. I was very insulted for them, mm-hmm. and then it all worked out at the end, and I'd be like, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we'll forgive you eventually. Yeah. Spoilers, I guess. Like, we'll forgive you, but like. Uh, that's pretty messed up girl anyway especially since she's the one like controlling them essentially so it's weird also some of the voices were just odd choices for me mm-hmm. i was like this is a strange these are strange they're all like really good actors i'm mm-hmm. just like these are just strange choices <laughs> that you guys have made on these on this casting anyway but it's cute and puss is of course really cute and the freaking little what's his name perito or something he's just so cute <laughs> I love him. And the whole, I can't give that away because you have to see it, but his whole explanation of like getting separated from his family. Oh my gosh. And, like, and whatever her name, just like, <gasps> uh, also really dark. Again, I don't yep. want to say it because it's kind of a spoilery, mm-hmm. but like his siblings, I'm like, uh, <laughs> can we get more information? Uh, I feel like that's not great. Yeah. Anyway, so, but he's the, he's probably my favorite part of that movie. He was yeah. so cute. Mm-hmm. I also want to know what like Shrek is doing in this while this while this is happening. Yes, I don't think I think I saw Shrek three and I haven't seen any any of the pusses or any of the Shreks since then. I saw the the last Puss in Boots. I've seen all the Shrek movies. 
Yeah, I, I saw. You know what's funny is like I see Shrek one, two, and four all the time on TV. I never see Shrek three. Isn't three the one with Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that one. I don't think I've seen four. And two is the one with the fairy godmother, right? With the amazing yes. rendition of "Holding Out for Hero." Yes. Yeah, that one's great. And then giant cookie dude. Mm-hmm. That was whole. Mm-hmm. That whole thing's amazing. Anyway, so I feel like I need to have a day where I just binge those kinds of movies. And there's still a bunch of yeah. Disney movies I have to watch. I've watched ones yeah. from my childhood, and then I have to watch all the ones I yeah. haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a bunch of those. Yeah. And and me and my sister were talking about like how um, like some people like have mentioned online is like how has there not been a donkey movie? Truly, mm-hmm. that does seem yeah. weird. But also, I like fear of like what happened. What if it like turns out to like when they gave Kronk his own movie? They gave Kronk his own movie? Yes, point taken. (laughs) It got a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. To be fair, um, that one wasn't one of my favorite Disney movies. I like Mm -hmm. it, but it wasn't one of my favorite ones anyway. But, like, Kronk was pretty much the best part of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's sad. How do you get a 0 on Rotten Tomatoes? That's pretty bad. I love Kronk. Kronk Mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. Anyway, I play this little Disney game right on my phone, and I'm trying to get, well, Kronk I have to buy with gems, so it's going to be a long time. God, they take forever to get these people. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, so there we go. Exciting times. Puss in Boots, definitely worth seeing. Or, like, The Last Wish, I think is what it is. Something like that. Um, anyway, so it's cute. And the wolf is cool. I don't know that he's hot necessarily, but he's cool. You can get it. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part of that movie is Little Dog. <laughs> anyway. He's super cute. All right, so moving on, Casey, what did you want to talk about? I'm talking about, okay, so Penguins International is um, this um, conservation organization that um, focuses on penguins. They have to be so popular. <laughs> I'd imagine so. I don't see them as much um, being promoted on social media and stuff. I but mean, they... that's just, like, the best. All mm-hmm. you have to do is show a bunch of penguins all the time. People are going to want to give you money. Yeah. So anyway, they have this thing going on, and I just found about out this like a week ago, okay. and it's called March of the Penguin Madness. Oh, so God. what they're okay. doing yeah. is they're having little bracket- brackets, yes, and it's like penguins from a bunch of different zoos, and like they're going head to head, and like people are voting is like who's going to be the number one penguin because they popularity or like they like doing an activity like popularity is okay, like so it's so, like the fat bear thing. Yes, it's like okay. the fat bear thing, and like. Um, so here's like one of them. This is Bahati. He's an African penguin. He's like, hi, my name is Bahati. I am the youngest member of the African penguin colony at the Leahy Valley Zoo. I am very curious and outgoing penguin who loves to be the center of attention. I participate in educational programs and birthday parties and love to spread awareness about penguin conservation. He's cute. Also, Bahati's is the name of one of the cheetahs. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Indeed he is. But I'm trying to see... Um, but yeah, and it's not just African penguins. There's like macaroni penguins. Um, I believe it's mostly African penguins though, um, because like people are probably voting because they're cute. But there's some other ones like like macaroni penguins aren't cute. They are cute. They're so cute. All the yes. ones with crazy hair are like yeah. so cute. But there's also um, there's like Ernie, who's a Humboldt penguin. Okay. Who's from Akron Zoo? Okay. Um, who has a brother named Rico, and you better know that name from. The penguins in Madagascar, if not, um, I don't go. think I haven't watched those either. I've watched the first Madagascar, maybe the second. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but you know who's in here? Who? E.T. 
Who's E.T.? The African, the oldest African oh, penguin yeah, yeah, yeah. that we that's talked right, about. That's right, that's right, that's right. I forgot his name was E.T. Yeah. Go, E.T., go get And of course I voted for her. Yay. So how are they doing right now? What what stage are they at? This is in round two, so the second set, so the they moved on from initial rounds to okay. round two. How many rounds are there? I don't know. I have to, that's the thing that, so this was so popular. <laughs> So many people were voting yeah. that the site crashed. Oh, no. And so they were using votes from their Instagram um, stories because their site was the overrun site by so oh, many people dear. voting. Well, there are a bunch of cute penguins. What do yes, you expect? Are there what? any fairy penguins in there? Um, so I don't know. The thing is, there's not very many fairy penguins in captivity oh, is the okay. issue. Oh, I do see one named Sheila. That is definitely a fairy penguin. Oh, cute baby. Oh, and this this is one of my favorite parts about it. Okay. Um, so they have this. So they have like all the head to head competitions yeah. between the penguins, and you go scroll down, and then it's like who will win it all. The winner receives the following. Then there's uh, a crown made out of fish, a personalized ice sculpture of themselves, <laughs> a private iceberg to call their own, a guest spot on a penguin themed talk show, oh my god, a starring role in a Hollywood blockbuster called Penguin Champ. <laughs> a ceremonial parade through the streets of Antarctica with other penguin celebrities. And then there's a little asterisk that's like Penguin International is not responsible for providing these prizes as they are all impossible. <laughs> they are all fictional. Yeah, that's obviously not happening. <laughs> but yeah. Like, what are they gonna get? Do they get extra fish? What do they get? They should get something. Yeah. They should make a crown out of fish and then see the penguins trying mm-hmm. to eat the fish. That would be. Don't simple. put them with any other penguins though, because like their heads. Yeah. But yeah, um, so E.T. is right now up against Banks, who's in another African penguin. Okay. But I found the bracket. Oh, here's the bracket. Okay. Yes. So how many? We have four rounds? So this is the second round, then there's the semifinals after this, and then we'll have have a winner. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So where do you go to find this? Assuming the So you can Google Penguins International... And you can go to their website and type in March of the Penguin Madness. Okay. You can. They're also promoting it on their Instagram page, and they have a link in their bio to take it to their website for you to vote. Okay. And I assume if it crashes again, you can vote on their Instagram, Instagram. story. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That is adorable. All right. Well, is that it for the penguins? Yes, that is for the penguins. So from um, an animal that's cool in temperature, not so much the African ones, but the normal ones, the normal ones, the majority, to an animal that's cool because of age. (laughs) That's an odd segue. Um, The headline here, this is from NPR, um, is a 90-year-old tortoise named Mr. Pickles just became a father of three. It's a big dill. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, so um, I actually saw a story a while ago, and no one would say what kind of tortoise he was, and it really pissed me off because they'd be like, it's an endangered tortoise. I'm like, then say what it is. Anyway, all right. So um, though it took him nearly a century, the 90-year-old radiated tortoise known as Mr. Pickles is finally a dad. The Houston Zoo announced on Thursday that he and his partner, 53-year-old Mrs. Pickles, recently welcomed three tortoise hatchlings, dill, gherkin, and jalapeno. (laughs) Anyway, the births are a big dill, says the Sioux. I love puns. <laughs> because the radiated tortoise native to Madagascar is a critically endangered species whose numbers are in decline. 
radiated tortoises produce few offspring, according to zoo officials, and the species suffers from overcollection for illegal sales on the black market. Captive breeding programs have produced new radiated tortoises, but experts say the reptiles may go extinct in the wild. In the wild, sorry. First-time father Mr. Pickles is considered the most genetically valuable radiated tortoise in the Association of Zoos and Aquariums Species Survival Plan. Mr. and Mrs. Pickles have been an item since her arrival to the zoo in 1996. My God, you were barely born. (laughs) Um, It was only by chance that a herpetology keeper at the zoo saw Mrs. Pickles laying her eggs one recent day at closing time. The zoo's animal care team uncovered the eggs and moved them to the reptile and amphibian house. Officials said otherwise the eggs likely wouldn't have hatched on their own because Houston soil isn't hospitable to Madagascar native tortoises. Dilgerkin and Jalapeno are now living in the reptiles and amphibian house until they grow big enough to join their parents. The trio can be told apart by their shells, the zoo said. Jalapeno has the darker shell. Dill's shell is lighter, and Gherkin's lighter shell has a white dot in the center. Anyway, so there you go. He's a nine-year-old dad. They're so cute. Look at his little baby boys. Oh, they're so cute. Little pretty adorables. Anyway, so those are their... Oh, so that one's Dill, I think. I forgot their names. <laughs> I forgot who's who. Mm. But anyway, so they're really cute, and there you go. And I appreciate these people for making puns because it makes me happy. But anyway, so good job, Mr. Miss Pickles. Kill three is not very much for a tortoise. No, three is not very much for yeah. But they were saying they don't have a lot of babies. Mm. So, yeah, usually tortoises have a shit ton. Yeah. Anyway, well, because they don't survive. <laughs> anyway, but that is our, that's what we wanted to talk about today. And that's going to move us into our picks. And it was Casey's turn to choose. So what did you choose, Casey? We went, I decided the category is going to be Antarctic birds. Okay. And what did you choose? I went with this snowy sheath bill. Fun fact, that was one of the ones I was considering. Oh, really? Yes, but All it was right. not my number one. So continue on. Okay. But I'm happy you chose it. So their scientific name is Kionis albus. Ooh, I like that one. This bird lives in Antarctica, the Scotia Arc, the South Orkneys, and South Georgia. The snowy sheathbill is unique. These are all islands around. Thank you. I was like, I don't know Antarctica. what this is. Okay. <laughs> Just, like, snowy- I don't think they're in Georgia, the country, because that's way north. <laughs> yep, way north. I remember when I was younger and I didn't know Georgia was a country. I didn't know that until I was like in middle school, I think. <laughs> So the snowy sheathbill is unique in that it is the only land bird native to the Antarctic continent. They are a relatively small bird, about 34 to 41 centimeters tall. 34? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not that small. Yep. And weigh about 460 to 780 grams. That's a pretty big bird, honestly. Really? I mean, if you're talking like a sparrow or something, like that's like crow-sized. Yeah. A little bit smaller than a crow. Yeah. Anyway. So these birds are omnivorous and will feed on algae, carrion, krill, and fish, and will even eat penguin eggs and chicks. Oh, no. <gasps> chicks? Dead ones. Don't worry. Okay. Also, though, that's like a, not that big a bird to be eating a chick. They must mm-hmm. be like newly hatched. Yeah. Okay. So these birds are opportunistic feeders and will eat just about anything. Okay. These may be the only land birds to live on Antarctica, but they will migrate to Patagonia, Tierra del Fuego, and the Falkland, uh, Falklands um, during the winter months. 
Given that they don't like to spend all the time in Antarctica, they can be get clever on their migration as well as um, they have been known to take advantage of boats and simply wait it out while they are on their migration to save some energy on their trip. So they just chill. Yep, they just chill on a boat. Nice. They've also been seen chilling on people's kayaks as well. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> These birds prefer living on rocky coastlines near cormorant and um, penguin colonies. They will on some occasions eat penguin eggs or dead chicks, but they tend to not kill other birds, but will interrupt chick feedings in order to get a free meal. So when a mom <laughs> or dad comes back with some food and is doing some regurgitation yeah. to feed the baby, they'll just swoop on in and be stealing. Like push the kid out of the way and get the yeah. food? That's kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they have even been known to eat penguin feces because there'll be some bits and pieces of undigested food in there. So you could kind of think about them as the vultures or land scavengers of of Antarctica. Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) These birds are sometimes referred to as mutts due to the mutt, mutt, mutt sound they make. And they are also known as the bin men or garbage disposer of Antarctica. The Vinman. Obviously, that's from the UK yep. or the European Union somewhere. Mm-hmm. The snowy part of their name comes from their white plumage, but sheath bill is a reference to the horny sheath that covers the upper portion of their bill. They do not have webbed feet like other Antarctic birds, so they are incapable of fishing for their food like other birds in the area. Of course, Antarctica is known for its cold climate, so the sheath bill will have like many other birds to thermorelically, they will have one leg close against their body, like many other birds do, in order to keep it warm, and then just have one standing out. Kind of think like a flamingo, how it typically stands. Yeah. But they will go to great lengths to not get both legs cold, and they have even been seen hopping around on one leg instead of getting both legs oh. cold. And some people have thought from some of these observations that one may have even had one leg oh, <laughs> because of how long it, they, they were hopping it. for. But no, Couldn't they're even, just like, that stubborn. <laughs> they could, but it's like, eh, I don't want to. Yeah, and like this one's already cold. This one's fine. already cold. <laughs> The snowy sheath bill is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list, and their populations are currently stable. And these birds are currently not facing any major threats and seem to be sitting pretty comfortably as Antarctic scav- Antarctica scavenger birds. All right, awesome. So that is the snowy sheath bill. What? Snowy sheath bill. Try to say that five times fast. Snowy sheath bill. Snowy sheath bill. Yep, already out. You try. Snowy sheath bill. Snowy sheath bill. Snowy sheath bill. Snowy sheath bill. Pretty good job. That was four, but that's okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So I chose the light mantled albatross, and their scientific name is Phoebitria, something like that. Palpebrata is what I'm going with. These birds are native to the polar and subpolar regions of the Southern Ocean. It is difficult to study these birds' lifespans, but some individuals have been estimated at living over 40 years. These are among the smaller albatross species found in the Antarctic and sub-Antarctic with a wingspan of 2.2 meters, but that is still wider than a casey is tall. <laughs> they are usually 80 to 90 centimeters long and weigh 2.5 to 3.5 kilograms. Is that just their body? That's pretty big. Oh, that's real big because it's hard for me to do. That's like three feet, y'all. For a body, that is a big bird. Anyway, okay. Moving along. Like many other marine bird species, these birds will feed on fish as well as 
cephalopods, and krill, and will also feed on carrion that may be floating out at sea. They have long pointed tongues that are covered with backward pointed spines to better hold on to their struggling prey. Horrifying. They tend to be surface fishers and usually only dive about five meters below the surface. These birds have been known to follow dolphins and whales and take advantage when these animals corral fish. Like other marine birds, they have a gland above their nasal passage that makes a saline solution to help get rid of excess salt that they take in while feeding. This bird has a dark gray head and light gray body with a white crescent that surrounds most of their eye. Like many other species of seabirds, this species forms committed lifelong pair bonds, and there are records of one pair from Makari? Is that how you say that? Jogging. This one. I believe that is how it is pronounced. I'm going to say Makari Island <laughs> that has been together for over 20 years. But they will be picky about who they decide to pair up with, and when they establish a pair bond, they will be seen flying silently side by side. How cute. Another important part of their courtship is landing and taking off, and this is because mating in this species is done on cliffs. When they put on displays for one another, it usually consists of calls and side preens, and the display concludes with the female taking off with the male following behind her. A breeding cycle takes about seven months, and due to the timing of when their chick takes off, they do not have enough time to breed year after year, so there is about a 14 to 15 months period between breeding cycles, and these birds usually don't start breeding until they are about 12. Oh wow. Due to these birds' impressive wingspan, they are able to spend about 77% of their time just gliding while at sea, and less than a quarter is flapping gliding. <laughs> Why flap gliding? What is flap gliding? It's like a flap fall back glide. Oh, like a single flap. Yeah. Not okay. like. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what is a flap glide? I feel like you glide or you flap. One or the other. <laughs> anyway, so they spend less than a quarter of their time flap gliding. They surprisingly have small flight muscles, so they rely largely on the wind and updrafts from the ocean to soar for long periods of time. This form of flying, though, is so efficient that they actually use less energy while soaring than while they are sitting on a nest. Wow. These birds may seem these birds may seem defenseless to the average person, but they actually produce foul-smelling oil in their stomach that they not only use to feed their young or themselves, but can also spray it out of their mouth to fend off predators. That'd be like poison spray in D&D. Unfortunately, the light-mantled albatross is currently listed as near-threatened by the IUCN Red List. These birds unfortunately get caught in tuna longline fisheries and on some of their nesting islands. There are pigs that are impacting their breeding success with pig preying on their chicks and eggs, along with cats also being an invasive predator. So there you go. Um, one of the reasons I chose them is because the crescent near their eye makes it look like they're very wide-eyed and have like human eyes to me mm. because it looks like they have white, you know, like we do. Yeah, it does. Anyway. I think these were on, um, I can't remember if it was Planet Earth 2 or Blue Planet 2. Eventually I'll be brave enough to watch those. I just know there's going to be a lot of death and destruction. <laughs> anyway, I had an ex-friend show me one of those episodes. He's like, this part's so cool. And it was just lizards dying left and right. And I was like, when are we getting to the cool part? And he's like, no, it gets really cool. And I'm like, they're all dying. This is not cool. This is awful. Anyway, and it never really got better. So, lies. Anyway. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to our animal of the week. And our animal of the week this week is... 
The Southern Elephant Seal. The Southern Elephant Seal. Tell us about them. They're big. They are very big. I know that. I won't be measuring. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so these guys are in the order Carnivora. <clears throat> and they're in the family Fossidae. And their scientific name is Morongo Leonina. Ooh, I like that one. So these guys live in the polar and subpolar waters in the southern hemisphere. They will spend part of the year in rookeries on beaches. And when they're not on the beach, they are found out in the deep sea. Females can live about 20 to 25 years. Males usually only live to be about 15 years, however. Oh. And they display some of the most extreme sexual dimorphism out there. And males of this species are actually the largest carnivores on Earth. I would say, is this the biggest species or is it the northern? This is the biggest species. Okay. Uh, the males can be about five and a half meters long and weigh three and a half tons. Wait, wait, five and a half meters? Yes. That's horrifying. Yes, it's huge. That's so big. Mm -hmm. That's bigger than I thought they were going to be. Yeah. And how many tons? Three and a half. Jesus. How long is an elephant? Not, I feel like they're like three-ish meters. I don't remember. I'm going to have to go look that up. All right, you continue. I'm horrified. I'm going to go look at how big an elephant is. And females, however, are usually less than three meters and only weigh about 900 kilograms. What is that in pounds? Because the last one you said was, oh, you said tons. Yes. Okay, what is that difference? Metric oh, tons. Oh, meaning that they're tiny compared to the, well, yes. not tiny, relatively tiny compared to... <laughs> So these animals are open ocean predators and spend the majority of their time out at sea and only come along the shore to mate and molt. While they are out at sea, they are hunting for things like large fish, squid, mollusks, and krill. I'm sorry. African elephants are 2.5 to 4 meters long. Yeah. That's horrifying. We just dropped an elephant in the fucking ocean. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry. But also carnivora, not an elephant. Okay. Sorry. Continue on. While they are out in the open ocean, they will rest by floating at the surface, and when they regain their strength, they can go back down to diving into the dark depths of the ocean. In the summer, when they are in ice-free waters, they have been recorded diving from 500 to 1,500 meters below the oh surface. Oh my god, that's crazy! But they can go even further with that, with some being recorded diving to over 2,100 meters below the what surface. What the snap? These are horrifying me. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. And they this. can stay submerged for almost two hours. That's crazy. At these depths, there is little light, so these seals have very large eyes to help them see in low light conditions that they are hunting in. They also have vibrissae, which are basically highly sensitive whiskers that allow them to probe around in the dark to help them locate their prey. The elephant seal gets their name from the trunk-like nose of the males, which they develop once they reach sexual maturity. There are actually two species of elephant seals, the other being the northern elephant seal, which leaves, lives around Baja and parts of Southern California, and is considerably smaller, roughly a thousand kilograms smaller. Oh my god. It is suspected that there was, at one point in evolutionary history, one species of elephant seal, and over time, as environmental factors such as temperature or food availability may have caused different populations to diverge and eventually evolve into the two species that we have today. That large trunk-like nose allows the males to amplify their vocalizations by inflating it with air to hopefully intimidate rival males away. One interesting aspect about pinnipeds is, when it comes to differences in size, 
Um, between the sexes, the more extreme their difference correlates with larger harems. This is largely due to the fact that in order to maintain breeding rights over a large harem of females, a male is going to have to be large and strong enough to defend against challenger males. In the case of the southern elephant seals, uh, they can usually have a harem of a little over 50, but some can have sizes of around 120 to 150 females. Holy snap! That's a lot. That's crazy. Yes. I'm still just blown away. I'm like, this thing is bigger than a walrus. I can't wrap my head around it. There's like a picture of it next to a human, and I'm horrified. (laughs) Anyway, continue on. Sorry. It's a wrap. So when the males fight to defend these harems against challenger males, they will rear up and slam their bodies against each other, and they will also bite each other's blubber. And these fights can turn violent, with the loser sometimes having serious injuries. Only the strongest of bulls are able to maintain these harems from challengers and endure these repetitive fights, so it may come as no surprise that about 90% of males die before they get develop a harem. Wow. Mm-hmm. So these fights are not only dangerous for the males, but also for pups, because the females will nurse their pups through the mating season, so there is a possibility of pups getting trampled by fighting oh, males. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. The Southern Elephant Seal is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List, and their population is currently stable. In modern times, this species faces few threats since they tend to live far away from human populations, and the biggest potential threat is intensive fishing, which could deplete food supplies for this species. However, this was not always the case, um, because historically, this species was hunted to low numbers because people wanted their blubber to render into oil. Thankfully, commercial hunting ended in 1964 because by that point, the populations were so low, it was not worth coming all the way down to the Southern Ocean to hunt them. Jesus. Along with conservation efforts like the Marine Mammal Protection Act and the Antarctic Treaty, this species has made a tremendous comeback. Oh my gosh. It's just, I'm, I'm a little horrified. They're just so big. Yes. I've seen northern elephant seals and not even the huge, like bo- a huge mature male, yeah. males. So I would love to see these guys. Uh, I'd like to see them from a safe distance. Yes, because I've also seen them. I'm surprised the... orcas haven't gone after them. So they will, just not very often because it You'd is. You'd need a pretty good pod yeah. to really go after them because mm-hmm. they're, yeah. Anyway, that's a, uh... oh, that's, I'm a little, that's a little freaky, babe. That's, you dropped, it's not just because their nose, it's because you dropped a fucking <laughs> elephant in the water. <laughs> And not an Asian elephant, an African elephant, mm-hmm. basically. I'm horrified. Anyway. Okay, well, um, hey, Casey. Yes, Allie? Uh, what are pinnipeds... I can't talk. What are pinnipeds given on their first day of class? Flippers? A syllabus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. Anyway, all right, well, so, like we mentioned last time, uh, we ran out of cups options. <laughs> So, Cups was born out of Taboo, a game called Taboo, where you have a word, and there are like five words you can't say to give away your word. Anyway, so usually it has to be four players, though, because you have two teams. Obviously, you have to have at least two people on a team, because one's the clue giver and one's guessing, and then you have someone from the other team watching to make sure you don't cheat and say one of the words. We don't have that, so we're going to do our best (laughs) to try and not cheat. We have to be honest, and then I will probably go back and listen to this again and see if we failed. <laughs> because sometimes we just fail. Oh, who didn't get the dice ready? Who didn't? Who failed today? Why, Ali? Why you do this? I us? also don't have the d20. I guess we're just rolling a. You don't have the d20. I don't have the percentage dice. We're doing a d8 today. 
It's you. It's me. It's it was odd. A seven. Yep. Mm. All right. So we have. So we're gonna do. Okay. So usually also in taboo, you get like a minute per group, but we do five minutes on this. So we're giving each of us. So he's gonna go for two point five minutes, and then I'm gonna go for two point five minutes. And there you go. So do you have a timer ready? In a minute. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, you are giving clues first. Okay. So I'm trying to get the most answers. Okay. Yes. You can't say any of those words. Remember. Alrighty. All right. Here we go. And here we go. Okay. Think Beethoven. Uh, St. Bernard. Yep. Wow. That really? Beethoven wasn't a word you couldn't say? Oh, I know. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I'm blown away. Okay. Um. I thought I was just. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Keep going. Just keep going. So, um. It's over in India. Okay. Beautiful. Peacock? Yes. Cool. Keep going. <laughs> Ooh, this one's a bit more difficult. Um, hmm. Um, so they do. Bit more difficult. <laughs> And you can't do sounds like either or acting out. Yeah. But you can do like finish a lyric in a song. <laughs> okay, so if it says like I can't say, let's say cat, could I say feline? Yeah. Okay, so it's a canine. Okay, a dog. Um, Dalmatian? I'm just going to go with a breed of dog. Okay, <laughs> go on. Okay, um,. So it's an insect. Okay. Wow, that's surprising. That makes honey. A bee. Wow, some of these are easy. Okay. Mm. Oh, so How is honey not a word you can I say? I know, on man. That? I'm surprised. So It's a food that you can get from the ocean. Fish? It is a type of that. Tuna? Not that. Salmon? It's smaller. Oh, anchovy. Yep. Okay. Okay. So think southeastern United States. It's a reptile. Alligator? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, where we used to work, we had a lot of these flying animals. Birds? A certain one. A parakeet. Yeah. Okay. I'm double checking. Another name for caribou. Reindeer. Let's see. Think Charlotte. Uh, spider. Yep. <laughs> Party time. Also, um, reindeer would have worked for our begins and ends with the same letter. I thought of that after the fact. Oh, my gosh. I was gosh. like, dang nabbit. <laughs> also, barb, as in a tiger barb. Anyway, you know, all those things you think about later. All right. Do we have a new timer? Yes, it's automatically reset. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we talked about two of these. One is the lion head and one is a Holland lop. Bunny. Rabbit. Bunny. Oh, bunny. Oh, bun oh no. This one. Okay. Let's see. I can't say any of these. Um... His mother famously died. 
Bambi. Yep. <laughs> you can't say Disney or all kinds of things in that one. Uh, all right. Um, um, this is... Oh, nope, I can't say that. Okay, so Mulan has kind of three sidekicks. So there's Mushu. Uh-huh. And there's Khan the horse. And then there's another one. I don't know Mulan. Um, they're considered lucky sometimes. Rabbit? And they make... Uh, I can't say that either. Um, they make like a noise with their legs. It doesn't say I can't say Cricket. legs. Yeah. Okay. Um, just want to make sure. This was a type of moray eel that I chose. Zebra. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I would not say that for them. <gasps> um, okay. I'm just going to say there's reticulated and Maasai. Python? Oh, giraffe. Yeah, like taller? <laughs> oh, I can't say tall, but you There's no Maasai Python. What am um, I thinking? Whatever. Um, okay, and then... Um, I can not I can say small. It's a small feline. Cat. But... Uh, like a specific it's, cat? If it's, if it's young. <laughs> oh, a kitten. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um... This is what we were just talking about as a seal, but I said you drop this in the ocean. An elephant? Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Um these are from America. Okay. And they have buck teeth. Oh, Beaver. Shit, I, can't, I can't say teeth. Ah. Um, okay. These will survive a nuclear war. Cockroaches. Yep. <laughs> um Okay, there are um, zodiacs, mm -hmm. and one of them is this animal. I can say, I can say it's an insect. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see how many. One, two. I got nine. I got eight. All right. So we did okay. That was better than I thought. What's mm -hmm. that math? Eight and nine, is that what we said? Yeah, 17. 17. Okay. All right, well, that was better. Um, so go team. It is a little tricky when you can't have someone watch for yeah. you to make sure. I'm surprised Honey is not on B. I don't know how Honey is not on a B. That's crazy. Buzz, Hive, Sting, Birds, Spelling. No. Oh, Spelling B. I was like, what the hell? All right, we have to keep this separate somehow, and I don't have that many bags. <laughs> I guess just give me the ones that you did and we'll keep them separate. I don't know. I have to figure this out. But we'll do that after we finish. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is our first episode in the Indian and Southern Ocean and Antarctica. <laughs> There's that crazy category. Anyway, so we will catch you on our next episode. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast.